the biggest lessons that I have learned and things that helped me move forward were my biggest failures. So I'm so grateful for all of them. And also your past don't define, doesn't define your future. So I think it's very easy to sort of get down in the dumps because you didn't have the opportunities as other people or you don't have the education or you didn't do this job or that job and nothing really matters as long as you are showing up and you're working hard and you are doing things that align with your, with your purpose. Welcome everyone to Lapis Lisa podcast. Our mission at Lapis Lisa is to share people's stories and the challenges that they have overcome so that those who are listening in can get the strength, the courage, and the hope to be their better selves. Today, we have a very daring guest. She's the one who decided to push herself out of her comfort zone. She has started a social media pro a uh, social media platform that has been growing so much and is centered around wellness and healthy lifestyle. And I'm sure just by following it, you'll already start incorporating healthy habits. She's also a soon to be founder of a wellness brand, which is plant power, plant powered body care and skincare and is coming later this year, hopefully. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. Hi, everyone. What an intro. It's so awesome to have you here. And I wanted to start our conversation with you sharing your social media that you started this page when you hit a bit of rock bottom in terms of your motivation and health journey. So what was actually the intention behind starting your social media and where were you in your journey? So disclaimer, I always wanted to start social media since I was very, very young and I always did and then I never followed up so I started million blogs and million Instagram profiles but always got sort of carried away um, and at the end of last year I as you correctly mentioned I have definitely hit a rock bottom I was working for an extremely busy startup I had zero life to work balance things were sort of happening at million miles an hour and I spent 12 hours a day closed in my room with my laptop and on Zoom calls. So that definitely wasn't great for my mental health. And I started to suffer from really bad anxiety. I've always sort of had a lot of anxiety, but it got out of control and started to have panic attacks. And I think that's when I said that is, that's enough and really started to look after myself and really started to take take it seriously. So I've always been fairly healthy and always exercised and ate fairly well, but I was always pushing myself to absolute limits. So I think ended up in A&E with me thinking I had a heart attack. I think that was the, that was the red flag when I was like, okay, well maybe we need to slow down a little bit. Um, and I did, and it definitely helped me. And I wanted to just share with everyone else on how they can make their life slightly easier while still achieving a lot. So I'm still overachiever and type A personality, but it's so important to look after yourself to be able to achieve as much as you as much as you want and have the life you you want to have but also enjoy it because there's no point in hassle when you are just constantly miserable and exhausted. So that wow. was, that was the long story. 
Wow, I think you touched upon on so many important points, especially for all overachievers out there who just love the hustle and get so much dopamine from achievement. I think it's just such an important reminder that you do need to take time off. You do need to rest and you need to do it in a sustainable way because once you don't have your health anymore, you realize uh, actually all the challenges and everything seems so irrelevant when you cannot just like get out of your bed or when you start encounter, encountering serious health issues. So when you mentioned that you started slowing down and um, taking a bit easier, what kind of steps did you implement and where, what kind of routines did you try out? Because I can imagine someone who is listening to it now and could so relate to you, like they're hustling so hard. They're like, please, I also want to slow down. What, what did you do? How did you do it? Uh, I started by quitting my job, which <laughs> is quite a, quite a step, but I think for all of the listeners, I feel like jobs shouldn't feel like prison or a torture. And if it does, then you're probably in a very wrong job and you should be excited to come to work and be able to have a life to work balance and have team that's supportive of you. And that wasn't the case. So I made that decision and managed to find another job, which is absolutely great. Um, which is, it's black and black and white, there's such a difference. So that was definitely a big step in sort of being able to slow down a little bit. And also sometimes it's just really nice to start afresh after you have gone through quite a tough time. So that was the first major step. But then the second, which is just as major and probably even more important, I spend a lot of time just thinking about how I spend my days and what I could do to make myself feel better and just introduce a little pocket of pleasure so I enjoy every day even if you have a really busy day can you do something for half an hour in the morning that really brings you joy can you go for a really nice walk can you listen to a podcast can you just do something that makes you feel much better and I think I just started to sort of build it up over the time and it took me such a long time to sort of find the routine that really works for me and being a dopamine addict I have definitely gone <laughs> too far again so it's it's nice to now find the balance when I sort of have my set routines and I feel really good but I, I can also just skip it for a couple of days and nothing really happens so I think now I'm in a sweet spot and it does take time yeah and i love that you mentioned that you have your routines and that they do help you and that you're not obsessed with them because i think that could be another routine uh, another also unhealthy extreme when you just have your healthy routine and you start stressing when you don't follow your healthy routine whereas it should actually be something that helps you to be to don't be stressed so how does your morning routine look like at the moment and i see that you wanted to mention something about my previous point as well yes so um i just wanted to mention so i'm, so I'm turning 30 next month so i have gone through sort of 10 years of my 20s and obsessing about things and I can imagine a lot of people go through the same when they just want to be really healthy and want to exercise and want to eat healthily and they have such a rigid routines that it really takes them away from enjoying their lives please learn on my lesson and don't don't do that in 10 years you will definitely be regretting more than night out or dinners you have missed than food you have eaten or days you didn't exercise so just as a hindsight from maybe an older person um it's definitely definitely good to find balance as soon as soon as you can because your 20s go real fast 
Yeah. And I also feel like it's just so much pressure from, because you see, especially when you just go on social media, it looks like so many people just follow this super healthy lifestyle and you just don't see their other side there, you know, like their twin, because when most people spend 80% in their healthy lifestyle and then like 20% still eating out or not working out and doing all of these other things, but you don't really see it. So that's why you put even an extra pressure. If I want to be healthy, I need to work out all the time and I cannot like have that night out and go drink. So, <laughs> so I think it's very exactly. interesting to bring that point. Yeah. And I think like everyone with social following could do slightly better at sharing the real part of their life as well. Like it's not always green smoothies and amazing morning routines. Like sometimes it's waking up and opening laptop and then just going to going straight to work or just eating sweets for breakfast it all happens it's life yeah and actually also j just something that i wanted to share with our audience because i thought when you said let's um let's be more honest. For example, today I woke up and I felt like a bit out of it. And I had so many plans that I wanted to do uh, the tasks that I want to achieve in the morning. And then I, I thought, oh my God, like, I really feel like I need to rest a bit and take it easy and actually not do what I have planned and stress about that, that not doing that part. And just listening to your body and being in tune with it is so actually helpful. And you'll achieve so much more if you are aligned to it. And That's also everyone has Exactly. And in the long term, it's probably a lot more sustainable strategy. And you are so right that you are more likely to achieve more because if you just keep pushing yourself when your body is saying you should probably rest up, then that leads to burnout and that's never a good, good look. And even a couple of days of pushing yourself hard can, can end up in you getting ill or just feeling really down in the dumps. So then you then you have, have really bad week instead of a really bad day. So it's definitely a vicious circle. So I'm hundred percent here for listening to your body and yeah. letting it rest when it needs rest. Yeah, for sure. And I still wanted to go back uh, to the morning routine though. And I know that you mentioned that it helped you a lot to actually have a morning routine. And also you mentioned a lot about getting up a bit earlier, not just like straight when you need to get going, because having that time for yourself is actually very helpful. So how does your morning routine look like at the moment? So disclaimer, I'm naturally an early bird and I can't really sleep past 6am. So I wake up quite early around 5.30 to 6am, but it's natural. Like sometimes I, most of the times I wake up before my alarm. And it's just really nice for me to have a little bit of time for myself, especially when you said just before the work starts. And also it's quite nice to have a little bit of alone time in the morning for me. So I wake up way before my husband. So it's nice that we have different, different morning routines. So I wake up, I always have my lemon water and I've had that way before it was trendy. I've been drinking lemon water since I was 12. My mom is really into Ayurveda, so she was always fairly strict on me in terms of lemon water. So it's definitely a very long-term habit. Then I have coffee or two. I love coffee, so I can't really help myself. Um, and while my coffee is cooling down, I always do meditation. So I love doing guided meditations. I'm not really the kind of person who could just sit in silence with her thoughts. Unfortunately, I wish I was, but I do prefer having guided meditations and doing sort of more of a visualization meditation rather than just really relaxing. 
and then I journal and this really depends on the day. So sometimes I have nothing to say. So I sort of just scribble a couple of words. I do have a lot of journal from Safe Dev, So that definitely helps me. I sometimes struggle if I don't have any journal prompts. I'm basically just writing about my day, which isn't always um, as interesting as going really, really deep. So I like to use journal prompts. And then once that's done, I sometimes take the dog out. Sometimes my husband takes the dog out. If I'm, if it's not my turn, I'm exercising. So anything really, depending on how I feel, I do like to do like quite like cardio-based exercise. I just feel like it really helps me with like really good music and just pump me up. Or some days I just do like Pilates or yoga, or I go for a class or just go for a longer walk. And then I have a breakfast and then I start work. So fairly straightforward. There's a little bit of sort of skincare thrown in every now and then. But this would be the ideal day. Sometimes sometimes things don't work out as well as they could be. Sometimes I wake up to 25 emails and then things look very, very different. <laughs> oh, you know, I just wanted to point out that two things that you mentioned. First thing, I love that you mentioned that, for example, the guided meditations do work for you and just sitting in silence doesn't work for you. And just having that awareness that something that could work so well for others just doesn't work for yourself and just getting to know yourself and, and setting your morning routine or what you do in the way that you enjoy it and not what someone works for someone else. And I think that's so, so important. And I love that you were saying this works for me. I know this works for me. And then I like having the journal prompts because that actually helps. And just like that you have established what works for you. That's so awesome. And also the second part that you mentioned is that you just said also on the day, sometimes this feels better and that feels better because it's also not to be so rigid and you're again, even incorporating it in your daily practice to allow yourself the flexibility. It's so true. And I think you just have to listen to yourself and what would make you feel good that day. Because I don't know, like sometimes work is so stressful. I know that having an extra hour of work and catching up on things would make me feel more at ease for the remainder of the day. So that would probably be my priority. But maybe if I feel sort of lethargic or I feel down in the dumps, I know that like doing a Peloton ride with like really fun music would be a really good idea. So really just listening to myself and sometimes also trying to push myself. I feel like Sometimes it's quite hard to do things that are good for you. So you have to be the strict parent for yourself and push yourself to do things that you know that are good, but maybe don't feel as good in the moment, but will feel amazing in 30 minutes. I feel like most of the times things that are good for us are hard to do. <laughs> because it's just, That's so true. It's not even like... Apparently. Yeah. I, I, heard, I heard about this in a podcast. I don't know what it, what it was, but... They said that you know that you are doing the right difficult thing when it doesn't feel good before you do it, but it feels amazing after you have done it and vice versa. If, if it feels very good before you do it, but quite bad after you have done it, it's probably not the right thing to do. So I like to think of that and just push myself a little bit. But yeah, sometimes I... Sometimes I give in. <laughs> oh my God, it's such a good rule of thumb. If, if something feels that too good in the, in the moment when you do it, probably it's not good for you long-term. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. 
And I also wanted to uh, dive deeper into um, one part of your morning routine that you were mentioning. You mentioned that you do the journaling and as someone, for example, who you, you mentioned that it's quite hard for you to sit down uh, and do for just the normal meditation because you have so many thoughts that are coming in. So I can also imagine once you just even start to journal, you can have so many racing thoughts and it and that's something that i hear many people who don't journal say actually that their thoughts are so so fast that they cannot even capture it so they don't even try and it doesn't really work for them so do you have the same kind of fast mind and how do you deal with that actually in terms of journaling yeah i'm like constantly thinking about things but i like to be I like to sort of have a bit of a routine when I journal. So for me, journaling is sort of just sitting myself and really deciding on how I want the day to go. So in terms of the guided meditation, I usually do like your future self and best self meditations when you visualize it, either your ideal life and like steps you need to do to get there or how your ideal day would look like. So that's sort of a nice way to get myself into the mood of making sure that I'm setting intentions and I'm doing the right things. And then once I'm journaling, I like to sort of set my intentions for the day. So a couple of things I want to do to sort of get me closer to the bigger goals, because not every day you're going to be moving mountains. Like sometimes it's the little things you need to do to get closer. And then always gratefulness journaling so making sure that i always stop and think about things i'm really grateful for i think that can really shift the mood apparently it's really hard to be angry or anxious when you are grateful that those emotions just don't go together and hence why the gratefulness practice is so important and I just feel I'd, I'm always so grateful for things I have in my life, but just to stop and like think about really particular things and doesn't have to be anything big. Like sometimes the sun is shining and in London, that's quite rare. So I always write that down or just the food I have in a fridge. And it's, it's never the big things. It's always the, it's always the small things. So that's sort of the second part. And then a third part, it really depends on what's going on. Sometimes like things are pretty good and I can, sort of start thinking in the future and what I want to achieve and what I want like next couple of months to look like or next couple of years. And I can just sort of think about that and really, really sketch it out for myself. Or if things are quite tough, I can sort of go deep and see what the reason for it might be or what do I need to do to either feel better or make things better. So again, it really depends on what is currently going on. But like, Future writing is my absolutely favorite. I could really do that every, every day. And I feel like if you have a busy mind, like that really helps because you are doing something creative. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. And about the future writing, is it, was it actually journaling and future writing that gave you the idea of the wellness brand that you are starting this year? And, or was it something um, that you always knew? Maybe not necessarily. So I feel like I have been doing future writing since I was little. So my mom is just so amazing. And I'm so grateful that I grew up with someone who was like so mindful and is into meditation as much as I am. And she used to drag me around meditation retreats since I was like five years old. So I really grew up in a mindset of being open to these things. And 
I used to, we used to like meditate about everything. Like when I had a bad acne, when I was, when I was younger, we would just sit and she would like make me, make me be grateful for my clear skin and say affirmations in a mirror. I was like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing, but it definitely worked. Um, and I used to do future writing since I was really young and I feel like it definitely helped because I come from Eastern Europe. I've, I grew up in a single parent household and having created a life for myself in London with really nice jobs and amazing friends and amazing flat, like it was sort of against all odds, but I feel like because I knew exactly what I want, then you can sort of just figure out how to get there. Like that's not the hard part. Like it's very hard to have a vision and then just sort of taking those steps that much easier. So I remember I found my old sort of scribbles from when I was 18 about my flat in London with my amazing housemates and my bicycle and my dog. And it all came true. I was like, this is amazing. So I'm definitely... I'm definitely a fan and I think everyone should do it. I think it's always good to know where you're heading because otherwise you're just going with the flow and you might not always end up in the places where you want to be. But if you know where you want to be, then it's easy to get there. Like I feel like we are creators of our life and there really isn't any limit. Yeah. So I would say write down where you want to be in a couple of years and go and get it. Yeah. I, it's so incredible that when you looked back at your what you wrote down when you were 18 and you saw that actually that became your reality. And I think there's just so much power. It's because you actually help your mind when you set a goal and say, this is my goal, because then it will pick up all these different opportunities that will actually help you to get there. Whereas otherwise you just, as you mentioned, you're going with the flow. And also the scariest part is if you don't have the direction, you might in 10 years end up exactly where you are right now without having made any progress. And that would be really scary if you think about it, like nothing would, was, would have changed. So definitely having this direction is so helpful. I definitely think so. And I think our minds are so amazing that they always focus on the thing we want. So I think it's up to us to sort of set the direction for the mind. But then you are so right that if you know exactly where you want to be, you start seeing the opportunities and you start meeting the people and you you would have probably met these people anyway, not the, or the opportunities would be in your way, but you wouldn't pay attention to them. So I think that's really important. And also it's fine to change course in your life. Like if you find out that this is not for you anymore, or you're not so passionate about it, then just pivot a little bit. Like life is about experiences. I think it's important to experience as many things as you can and try things and fail at things. And then in the end, you'll you'll hit the sweet spot and you just keep moving. I feel like we'll never be 100% content with where we are, but I think it's just about improving yourself bit by bit. Yeah, especially as an A player or as a perfectionist <laughs> overachiever, you will never be fully content with where you are. <laughs> never, no, I'm nowhere, nowhere near. But I feel like also perfection is a funny one because that can very frequently hold you back. You know, like sometimes they say done is better than perfect. And I have learned over the years that that's definitely the case. Like 
anything you do, um, just get the version one out and then iterate on that rather than just wait for months and months and months and months or years to take the first step because time will never be perfect and the thing you want to do will never be perfect or whatever it is you want. So sometimes it's just good to take the leap and then figure things out along the way. Talking about taking the leap and figuring things along the way, can you please tell us a bit more about your wellness brand that you're starting, that you decided to actually take the leap? Like what is the intention? What is this? Of course, and there's a lot of things to figure out, (laughs) figure out there. So um, my wellness brand is called All Right. And what we are doing with All Right is bringing self-care rituals to people by bringing plant-powered products. So as I said, I'm a huge fan of Ayurveda and I'm a huge fan of CBD and it has definitely helped me keep my anxiety under control and just just generally relax. Um, And I wanted to bring this to everyone. So what we are doing, we will be launching bath salts and face masks, hopefully in October this year. So what I wanted is really to create something where you just have to sit and relax. And I feel like with face mask or with bath salt, you can't be on your phone in your bath. You can't really do much. So I think it's a perfect single tasking product and I can't wait to bring it out. But starting a business, I feel like it's a podcast on its own. It's, I never thought it was going to be so many issues and I feel like I always take two steps forward, one step back, but it has been so much fun figuring things out and learning so much. I generally didn't have a clue and I have been in a business world for years now, but starting something on your own is definitely a learning curve, but it has been so much fun and I can't wait to to have it out and share it with people. I honestly feel like being an entrepreneur yourself or starting your own business is the best thing that you can do for your own personal development because you have so many challenges every single day that it will push you to grow in all directions. And as you mentioned, like you didn't even assume the number of challenges that you will face. And I do agree that it could be a podcast on its own, but what are were some of the challenges that you actually did face and how did you approach them? Cool. So challenges with business, there has been a million and one. I feel like finding a manufacturer is a really tough one. So I have sent millions of emails and usually people just ignore you. So it's really hard to get someone's attention. And once you find someone, it's really hard to get the the product perfect. And I think it's really important when you go to market with something, you are launching with something you are really proud of. So there has been so many iterations and I feel like we are still not there yet, but I'd rather take time than to go with something I'm not, I'm not necessarily super, super happy about. So that's a really good one. Then like all the logistics and shipping and finances, all the operations stuff is quite a, quite a toughy and just getting the product out there and then sort of creating a buzz about it. But I feel like with social media, like that's fairly, that's fairly easy nowadays, but I would imagine that once the product is live, we'll start looking at like conversion and are people buying the product? Did we get the product right? And just iterating based on the customer's feedback. So 
those are the challenges. But what I'm really excited about is just creating community about around the product. I really want to sort of make it a one-stop platform for everyone to talk about self-care and really taking time for themselves and whether it will be like sharing other people's self-care routines or writing articles on things that can make you feel better. I think that I want to make sure that we also share resources rather than just the product and really help people finding the rituals they they love and they'll help them to to feel their best. I, I, I feel like I do, I do know that you would have a stronger intention than just creating a product because, you know, once you face just so many challenges, it's so tempting to also just stop or give up on the idea. But if you have this bigger intention, it's not just about creating a certain product that's awesome in itself, but also to create actually a community and to encourage doing one single task at a time to actually stop multitasking and take the time for self-care and to also share your self-care routines and have the beautiful community with whom you can connect is just taking it on such a deeper level. And that now as I, I talk a bit more with you and understand a bit more about your mom and the way you grew up <laughs> and all of that come together, that, that all comes together in a beautiful, um, in a beautiful piece. Yeah, she was definitely inspiration behind the product. I'm afraid I'll have to pay her some royalties. <laughs> and yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely, you are so right with intention. Like I feel everything that's worth it is quite tough and it's so easy to give up because it's not just all amazing and picking colors for packaging and having really, having really good part, having really good time. Like sometimes things get really tough and the numbers don't adapt or you just can't figure out the right thing or you have made a really bad decision and it costs you a lot of money. In those times, it's so important to have deeper purpose and intention with the thing you want to get out. So it keeps you going because I could have given up millions of times like every day I'm just like what what am I even doing here and you feel like an absolute imposter like I feel like entrepreneurship is about imposter syndrome but I feel like if you don't feel like an imposter then you're not learning and you are not pushing yourself hard enough you know what they say if you are the smartest person in a room you're probably in the wrong room and i think that's what entrepreneurship is all of, all about you're always the dumbest person in a room and people are teaching you things so that has been really really good and i never thought i will learn so much about manufacturing and product development but here we are i love it how you just said that uh, being an entrepreneur is all about feeling the like you're in the poster 24 7 and i love it because that just like you equated it to be an entrepreneur is like it's fine <laughs> it's not just me everyone who is an entrepreneur feels like that everyone yeah and i think you just have to embrace it and just be willing to learn like sometimes it's so hard to keep going when you just feel like you don't know what you're doing, but you learn and next brand you launch and it'll be better and the next brand will be even better. And everyone starts at the very start with entrepreneurship. I feel like it's pretty leveled, leveled game and people just learn as they, as they go. And when you listen to stories of founders of really, really amazing brands who have done really well, like it started with a small idea and then it was just about consistency and few really lucky occasions that got them where they are now. So yeah. 
excited to see where all right is in a couple of years yeah and also i just wanted to also dispel another myth because it's not like everyone who is starting out as entrepreneur already has that perfect idea or lots of money and so many times it just like actually the side hustle and it's something that you do outside of your work hours and you still have your job because you still need to earn money and it's very very tough because you need to balance it out and you mentioned that you do have actually also a full-time job and you try to also build your own brand, which is another a challenge on its own. So how do you actually balance it out? And uh, what's your experience with that? It's been a wild ride. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It hasn't been, hasn't been easy. I feel like since I started taking social media seriously and since I started to work on All Right, I have been working a lot more than I ever have, but I think it's very different to be working long hours for a thing that really matters to you and you do it for your purpose and you have a much deeper reason why you do it than spending 12 hours on working on someone else's spreadsheets. Like it just, it feels completely different. And really every morning I wake up and I'm so excited to, to get, to get started and, do do small progress and then full-time job i'm so grateful for it i have the nicest team and the job's really good um i work for delivery you have yes, them in netherlands yes. and yeah so i think it's really interesting because i work with really smart people and i'm learning so much about business and about how to approach customers and marketing and all the sort of money modeling, which I would never, ever know about. So I think if anything, it's a huge asset that I have, that I have insight into how big companies work and I can sort of model that into anything I do. And I feel like I definitely always have my business hat on when I make any decisions, whether it's regarding like partnerships on social media or whether it's anything to do with all right. I think that really helps. So I'm grateful that I'm learning a lot and obviously having a, income it takes a lot of pressure away i i would rather have less time but not having to worry about how am i going to pay rent next month and having it vice versa but yes it's, it's challenging um sometimes it's sometimes it's a lot and sometimes i feel like i would just want to work on my things but again you have to be quite strict with yourself and just make sure that you're also giving your full-time job, everything it deserves and all the attention it needs. But so far, so good. Yeah, I've no, no plans. I, I was just nodding really hard because I am in a similar station. I do have a full-time job. So I work at Accenture, which is a business consultant and it's like quite Ooh. demanding on its yeah. own. And then on the side, I have the, my social media platform and the podcast and um, the course that you create. And, and it is quite hard because I feel like it also requires different type of um, energy because for example for social media it's a lot of creative thinking and less analytical and then at work it's like uh, at my nine-to-five job it's like a different type of thinking that's required and then sometimes you do feel uh, that it is so different but at the same time I so agree with what you mentioned because you do get the skills at your other job that could be easily transferable to any other business what anything actually that you do in your life 
And I think it's just so important because even if you are doing something else and you still want to, at one point in your life, to move full time into your own business, just to realize that everything that you're learning there is not, it, it's not like it will disappear. You'll take that knowledge with you and you can apply it. And it's probably something that you do need to learn and will be crucial for your business in, in the later stage. You'll just be applying it in a different way. So like basically to not get discouraged if you feel like you're going to sew on you. You have to do a job, actually, like just enjoy the learnings that you're getting there. Yeah, be be grateful. Like good jobs are not easy to come by. And you, exactly what you said, you are learning things you will definitely need running your own business and you don't have to learn them at your own expense. Like it's definitely more costly to do mistakes on your own brand. So having the learning is, incredibly important but also just having mentors like I have met so many amazing people that are helping me so much and even if it's not necessarily related to what I want to do in the future it's making me a better person and making me a better business person and just articulating myself differently in the last couple of years I feel I feel like if you would speak to me five years ago I would have absolutely no idea on how to manage a business and now I feel quite comfortable with like looking at numbers, like I can probably, I can probably manage it myself now. And I just definitely feel a lot more confident and I can always take on a little bit more. So that has been good. But as you said, having a creative outlet, it has been so important for me. And even just like putting together videos, like I find it so cathartic and it's just been so much fun for me. So social media is definitely the fun part of everything and, and the highlights. Really. Yeah, for sure. And I'm also so curious about the name of the brand. So how did you, why did you decide to name it All Right? Is there any story behind it? Um, I don't know if it's necessarily a story, but when you are anxious, it's really helpful when you convince your mind that in that very moment you are safe and you are okay and you are all right. So that's why we named it all right, because we really want the product or the brand to have the effect on people that they feel safe and they feel looked after and they just feel all right. So that's the, that's the story. Oh, I love the name. it. I love it. And also I wanted to ask you, if you could give, if you can actually like teleport back in time and give some advice to your younger self, let's say you 10 years ago, and it could be anything, it could be business related, personal growth development related. What would you actually say? I would say take more risks and put yourself out there and don't um, what, how would I, how would I phrase this? Um, yeah, I would just say, take more risks and put yourself out there and don't be afraid to fail. I feel like the biggest lessons that I have learned and things that helped me move forward were my biggest failures. So I'm so grateful for all of them. And also your past don't define, doesn't define your future. So I think it's very easy to sort of get down in the dumps because you didn't have the opportunities as other people, or you don't have the education, or you didn't do this job or that job, and nothing really matters as long as you are showing up and you are working hard and you are doing things that align with your, with your purpose. 
So definitely that as well, because I feel like I have missed a lot of opportunities just because I was like worried about my accent or worried about my last name or where I come from. And none of it matters and no one, no one really cares. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. I feel like there was so much wisdom in those two phrases that you mentioned, because sometimes we think about what others would think so much. And then actually you, the older you get, the, the more you realize that other people are just not thinking about you. <laughs> they think about what others would think about them. No, no one cares. It's, it's so true. And like, I've spent so many hours just thinking about things that just really don't matter and no one would ever notice them. I also feel like ask for feedback quite often because you are definitely tougher on yourself than anyone else would be. And sometimes hearing what you do, right, especially if you are a type A personality and you are extremely hard on yourself, gives you the boost you need and the confidence you need. But I would say confidence building. I build my confidence on just going, just going deep and and just really taking risks and doing things I was not qualified for and I was scared to do, but just pushing myself to do it and surviving them. And yeah, I feel like everything you, everything you do just makes you, makes you a better person. You just have to push yourself out of, out of your comfort zone. And that's really hard because it's really nice and cozy in a comfort zone, but it's not where the magic happens. I was just about to say, like, I feel that all the magic happens on the other side of your comfort zone. Everything like, for example, even this podcast, this episode, it would not be happening if I did not just reach out to complete stranger or social media. And then, you know, it's just so incredible because people that I reach out to are the most incredible people. Everyone is just so kind and so willing to share their stories and to help others. And it's coming just from such a beautiful place. And I'm just thinking it's so crazy that if I was just insecure to reach out to other people and so afraid of rejection or of hearing no, that I would just not do that, that so many opportunities and this beautiful conversation itself would not be happening. And it's just like such a beautiful reminder because I feel like everyone fears to say no. Nobody likes say them when someone tells them like, no, I don't want to do a podcast with you. But otherwise, if you don't go and put yourself out there, beautiful things will also not happen. The magic will not happen. And as you said, every time when you push yourself and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to handle this situation, that's where you'll grow so much more. I couldn't agree more. I feel like just reaching out to people or doing things you are scared about. Like, I also feel like talking on a po and starting a podcast is such a scary thing. <laughs> and I need to push myself a lot more than I currently am. So that's my next biggest challenge. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's so amazing and just creating things. And there was a, I don't think it's a quote, but there was something that really stuck with me that someone said that by holding yourself back, you are just, taking away from people the knowledge you can share with them and the amazing things you can share with them. So don't think about yourself when you are pushing yourself out there. Just think about the other people and everything you could in all the ways you could be enriching their lives by just pushing yourself a little bit further. I think that's that's quite a nice way to trick your brain to get into Oh my God, I things. love it so much. I just, I literally got the goosebumps when you said that phrase, because it's so true. So many times we just want to like water down ourselves and just 
to fit in, whereas we could be contributing so much more to others if we were showing up as ourselves and just truly contributing to others with all the beautiful knowledge that we do have and putting ourselves out there. And I feel like that's also where the confidence lies, because if you pretend to be someone you're not, or you just try to fit in, you'll be feel so insecure. Whereas if you just show up as yourself and are okay if others like you or not, because you like yourself, then it's just so much more powerful and you're helping so many more people out there in that way. And I feel like it really shows when you are your authentic self, like, people do like you a lot more like if you're just trying to please everyone you're probably not going to please anyone at all because you'll just be very vanilla and people like to hear about people's stories and about people's opinions and not everyone is going to love you and not everyone is going to agree with you but you also don't like everyone and don't agree with everyone so it's absolutely fine i think it's just about finding the finding your tribe and finding people who you can help and who you can inspire i think that's so so important and i feel like social media and this way has been so amazing. Like I, I'd love nothing more than just like waking up to DMs and chatting with people. Like it has been the joy of my life in the past six months. And yeah, definitely. And connecting with people like you, I mean, it's just been, it's just been so amazing. Like, I couldn't Aww. be more grateful. And, and I, think I think it's, it's a, a good, good note to ask, ask um, when, when you mentioned, mentioned about community and DMs. DMs so, so before, before I ask my last, last question, question where, where can, can people, people actually connect, connect with you and see what, what happens, happens with, with your, your brand, brand afterwards and, and just, just also DM you? Of course. So I'm at Alex Mandestam on Instagram and TikTok, slightly more active on Instagram. And All Right is at All Right Wellness on Instagram and in TikTok. And we are sharing little sneak peeks there and I also have a weekly newsletter, which I have been running for, I think, past three months now, where I just share like a weekly tips and tricks on how to live your best life and little wellness tips. And people can sign up there via my Instagram as well if they just click the link in my bio. So I think that's my definitely my passion project. I love writing. Awesome. I love how many projects you have going on. <laughs> I... So many. I just my mind I could like tell you 15 business ideas just from <laughs> just from the top of my head it's very hard to <laughs> to not start it's just so interesting because that. you know some people struggle to come up with ideas and others have just like so many ideas that they cannot choose and which one to ex like to start and actually start executing I have at least like five business ideas I really want to pursue so Stay, stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> yeah, please go and uh, follow Alex along so that you can uh, make sure that you see all the business ideas that come. Um, but we still have one last question. And if anyone ever needs any business ideas, I'm very happy to brainstorm <laughs> with oh anyone. That's so cool. I, I can imagine someone reaching out to you. I listened to this podcast and I actually struggled to come up with a business idea. <laughs> I have, I have 15 ready to go I and pick it. and choose. So also the last question that I really wanted to ask you, and it's a challenging one. So let's imagine yes. you, what would be your biggest future regret? Let's imagine now you're 80 years old and you're looking back on your life and you think, I knew that I should have done that. And I regret so much that I have not done that. So now going to your current self, you have not done it yet, but you already know at this point that you would regret it. What would that be? So I think on a higher 
level, it's not reaching my full potential. And I think this sort of splits into three categories that are really important for me. So first, we have talked so much about business and it has been a dream of mine for since I was little to have something that's mine and be creative and create something that people love. So that would definitely be one of them. And I think sort of turning 30 and this year I was sort of, I was thinking about like when am I going to do these things like if not now so sometimes having a bit of a time pressure it's a good thing so that would definitely be one of them so just creating something in a business world then the second one I love so many places on this planet and I have lived in London for so long so I would love to live somewhere else so I'm currently um, working on my husband to let us move somewhere where it's nice and sunny so if, if he's listening then please let's move <laughs> um, so yeah anywhere just having a little bit of a different life I feel like in London it's all about hassle and the weather doesn't help so I would love to live somewhere where it's sunny and near the sea I think that would be a really nice experience and maybe just temporary but that would be a really good one and then the third one I just think to have amazing experiences and create relationships with people and maybe have family on my own one day and just really nourishing those relationships. And I think that's a really big one. And I definitely do struggle with that one because sometimes I would just like to work and like be in my own head and think about all these business ideas. And sometimes people I love are pushed, pushed on and sort of on the second and second place and that's definitely something I want to I want to work on and just make sure that everyone is getting the attention they deserve and I'm building memories as well because I think when I'm 80 years old I won't be I won't be reminiscing about just working 24 7. So I think I have never things. received an answer that's structured to this question I feel like you really did reflect a lot already yeah. on your future regrets and you're like I have it's threefold it would be this one and that one and move into a sunny country <laughs> yeah I, I do I do spend a lot of time in my head so I have <laughs> definitely I loved this. it I loved it, our conversation so much thank you once again for coming onto the show and sharing your journey and I do believe that this conversation will help so many people out there so thank you so much again for coming onto the show Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. <laughs> Come to London one day. I can take you to oh all the wellness hotspots. Thank you. <laughs> or you're just a train ride away. <laughs>